Welcome back to the pod. I'm super excited to be here as usual. So this interview today is with one of my internet friends who I thoroughly enjoy my relationship with. We help each other. We support each other. Um, I think she's an amazing sense of humor. Alisa Otto from Automatic Threads. And we just have a really good conversation on how we met and all of those things. So Automatic Threads is an outdoor clothing company made by women for women. And their whole mission is to give underrepresented bodies a voice in the outdoors. They know and want to help women feel comfortable in the outdoor space. They believe that women have been ignored in the outdoor industry for far too long, and they are here to change that. And they really focus on all-inclusive sizes. So sizes from extra small to 6X. So we had a really big conversation today about what it means when women are ignored in different parts of the clothing industry. Because typically, women have created a lot of the clothing industry. When you think of it, you usually think of women. But she pointed out where there's some holes. And this is her love. This woman has a master's in fashion design. She was like right on the edge of going to get her PhD in it. She tells the whole story about how the company was birthed out of literally frustration and a pain point for herself and how important clothes have been to her her whole life, how they have shaped her life, how they've changed her confidence, how they've given her the confidence to create this business and why she wants to bring that to other women, how important it is to use nice fabrics to feel great on our body and to just learn all the things behind the scenes because like her and I both um, really vibe on is fashion history, how to tell what's going on the in the world based on what we're wearing, the psychology behind clothes, and why the clothes are popular based on around what's going on in the world. We go really deep into that about what's going on in our world right now, styles that are coming back that are popular, why we believe that they're coming back, the medicine that these styles are going to bring you and help you as you transform into your best selves every day and how to use them as medicine. We go deep and we talk about all the things. It's really, really fun. She talks about how historians use fashion history to date photos when they don't know the date of photos. And she explains the process and just like so much fun stuff. I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. I love her. I love connecting with her. Her energy is amazing. I think she's funny as hell. She's one of the most authentic people I know. So I know that you will love this episode and our time together. And you will probably know things about fashion that you never thought you would ever know. But this is the part that I love. And this is the part that I want to share with the world because this is where the power lies. And this is where we get to use it for how it feels good to us. And it's just another way and another tool for us to co-create the reality that we really want to live in and control our perception of our world. So we can feel amazing. And so we can take over the world and make it a better place. So anyways, ladies, I hope you really, really enjoyed today's episode. If you love it, let me know. Shoot me a DM on Insta over at Katie Ellen Stylist. Shoot me an email, my personal email, Katie B. Allen 
at Gmail. Let me know what's up. What did you like? What part did you never know like about fashion and the psychology and why trends are trends? It's really, really fun to go down those rabbit holes. I know that everyone listening to this podcast is someone who loves to open their mind and learn new things. So I would love to hear what your aha moment is so we can share more of that. And it's really just a fun episode with tons of education, but also just a ton of fun. So you don't even know that you're being educated on things. So check it out. If you guys love it and you have not um, rated the podcast and left a review, I would be forever grateful if you want to take a few minutes out your day to do that and share it with a friend if they need to pick me up or just want to learn new things. Awesome ladies, I appreciate you so much. I am so grateful to be in this space every single week with you and enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to the Just for Life podcast. It's your girl Katie. I am so, 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 so pumped to be here today. I'm so excited for this interview that I have with you guys. I have my internet friend, yes, Alisa. Did I say it right? So, Alisa yes, <laughs> Auto from Automatic Threads. Um, we met on the internet, like I think last year, through a mutual friend, and we became fast friends because we have amazing fucking senses of humor. <laughs> and she gets me, and I love it, and I love her post. But she's actually the founder and designer at Automatic Threads, and probably so much more than that. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then I want to talk about the funny story about how I fucked up your name. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, so I own Automatic Threads, and it's primarily a women's um, outdoor apparel company. We're kind of venturing into a little bit of like athleisure wear, but it's um, the primary purpose is to give women a voice and space in the so yeah so I'm the designer and um I own it we have like a micro factory so we're also like in the manufacturing space which is super interesting um so yeah it's amazing yeah (laughs) and the reason that you're saying your name wrong is so damn funny to me is because like you meet people online and like you just see their names but you don't ever actually say it out loud right yeah. And you feel like you know someone so well. I'm like, we talk about all kinds of stuff and chat messages <laughs> and all these different spaces. I was like, I can't even say this girl's fucking name. And we've been friends for over a year now on the internet. <laughs> it's all right. My grandma's still like, when I was like 15, she's still addressing my birthday cards with the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a trend. <laughs> yeah, it's just something I've gotten used to. It's like, oh, there's a girl with a name we can't pronounce. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, um... What you do obviously speaks to my heart because of women, but what you do obviously speaks to my heart because you are a fucking fashion designer yeah. and I love it. And I think that's one of the spaces that you and I connected the most was like we were geeking yeah. out over fashion history stuff. And I've just yeah. never have met another human <laughs> who can like just go that deep with me on that. So like, I so love it and I'm so into it. So like, I want to go into that today, but oh, I would really? love to start out with just like a little bit about your story and like, how the hell did you get here? And like, how did you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to be a designer and entrepreneur and I'm going to open a micro factory and the pandemic and just all of that. I think it's so amazing. 
So like, I've never been known for having good timing with anything. So like me opening this in the pandemic is kind of like, that's a very Elisa thing to do. Um, so my background is in the fashion industry. I've been in it for like, God, I don't know, close to 20 years by this point. Um, and it's just always what I've known. And I was a, um, I was a professor in fashion design, but while I did that, I still did freelance and I did a lot of research and my research was kind of about, you know, mixing really traditional fashion design with like new things that were coming up and technology and how we can help the planet with using technology, mimicking handwork and things like that. But it always came back to like how people were viewed in social media based off like the clothing that they were wearing and like how they created these identities and, you know, the use of filters and all that stuff. It's like, what am I really seeing? Like, does this person really have a perfect body or like, did they just stretch themselves? And um, so it's all just kind of been around that. And I, um, I was a lecturer at a very well-known university in Texas. Um, their fashion program is like one of the top in the country. And I was pregnant with my son. Um, and I went on a hiking trip with a friend. And I always got pissed off going into REI because they would say like, um, you know, like, oh, we're expanding our sizes, but you have to do it online. Or like, oh, we expanded our sizes and they're in store, but like, they're basically just t-shirts that are tense. Like nothing was interesting looking. I'm like, why not just wear oversized clothes? Um, so I was kind of always annoyed. I was like, man, if the conferences and stuff that I went to would accept like athletic clothing or outerwear as like a category for these competitions I was required to do, I would be all over that. So I went on this hiking trip with, um, when I was pregnant with my son and my belly was like, not big, but like bloated, you know? So like, I wasn't really like in maternity clothes yet, but like, Oh, <laughs> I could not wear my normal hiking shirts. And I remember going to the store and I couldn't fucking find anything. Like it was all like stopped at like, you know, a large and extra large, but then the plus size stuff was like way too big. And it was just a very awkward thing. So I went hiking and like the whole time I was hiking, I was like, pulling at my shirt, like my boobs were too big. Like it, I just didn't fit in anything right. And so it was like a six hour drive that I made to meet a friend to go hiking. And then I drove that whole way back. And the whole time I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do this. I've been wanting to get into this space for a really long time. I knew that my contract was going to be renewed. Um, but I was like, I don't really want it to be renewed. Like, I was pregnant with my son who I was told I wouldn't be pregnant with. Like I was told I could never have kids again. Oh, so wow. I was like, I feel like life is kind of aligning in this way where it's like, I'm giving, I'm being given a second shot at doing this. So, um, and I didn't want my kids to see me unhappy and I was pretty unhappy in my other job. So I made the decision like a year before I actually quit. I made the decision that I was, going to quit. So I started like refocusing my research and like just experimenting kind of on the side. Um, and then when I was in my last year of teaching, I started approaching manufacturers and I was telling them what I wanted to do. And I remember having a conversation with this one manufacturer and she just said flat out, like, you know, too much. 
So what do you mean? I know too much. She said, you know, the whole process. She said, you know, grading, you know, pattern making, you know, construction, you know, all this stuff. She said, there's literally nothing we can do for you. And I was like, but I, I have kids. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't sew all this shit myself. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so she, um, she was like, well, I can get you in touch with these people, but like, I really, I really don't think like you need somebody. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, well maybe I can do this by myself. You know, like when I was teaching, I taught all the hands-on classes. So I taught pattern making to like hundreds of students. I've taught construction to hundreds of students. So I'm like, why not teach an employee how to do this and like, just give it a go. So luckily my husband and I have been together for a very long time and he understands like how the brain works. Yeah. He gets it. <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like it takes a very special person to be married to like a creative, especially like in the fashion. Like it's just, our brains just work differently um, than like <laughs> standard, I guess. Um, so I, I agree. Just, yeah. So <laughs> I, and like, I, so I started like making everything for like my first release or whatever. And then I found someone local who would help me with like machines that I didn't have. Like I didn't have a hemming machine. I didn't have binding or anything like that, but like, I didn't like her work. It didn't look that good. Like I knew it could be better. So I just said, you know, I'm just going to do it. So I made the decision to, it's funny in like February of 2020, I told my boss, cause my husband was traveling a lot for work too. So it was, it was hard for me to be working, like having a really long commute, working insane hours, coming back with, you know, an infant and I have a daughter in elementary school. And so I, I told my boss, I said, my husband's just gone. Like, I just really want to focus on my design and I want to be more available to my kids. And I said, my husband just like travels all the time. And then like two weeks later, the whole world shut down and he hasn't gone on a business trip since. Oh, so I like, oh okay. That was good timing, I guess. February uh, 2020 is my favorite month because yeah. like, everyone was like, this is my life. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, okay then. So now it's like, I was sewing in our spare bedroom, but my husband needed like an office and it, oh God, it was just, it was just a lot. Um, and then one day I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take it outside the house. And like, I'm going to do this right. And like, I just really want to prove to my kids that like, don't question yourself, you know, like I freaking, it's like, I have an undergraduate degree in this. I have a master's degree in this. I was doing this at one of the top universities. Like why, why not just do it? Yeah, just do it for yourself. You can't yeah. get any higher or know any more than you already right. know. Right. So I have so many questions for you though. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. How Sorry. old were you when you got your first sewing machine? Oh, my first sewing machine. Um I think I was 16 when I got my grandma's sewing machine. Oh. I started sewing by hand when I was four. Wow. See that. Yeah. yeah. So, so my daughter cool. got her first sewing machine when she was four. So she knows how to sew on a machine now. And she's nine. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Because so when I I'm like, oh yeah, I went to school for fashion. Let me uh be clarify. I was <laughs> technically in the fashion merchandising and like there yeah. was some styling stuff, but it was not the actual design. Design. It was yeah. like fashion histories and colors and fabrics and textures and it's all. like how the industry works. Yeah. And then yeah. like the marketing side of it. Yeah, and yeah. then 
I remember one of my field trips in college, like literally, this is where people are like, you're going to school for this? We went to Washington, D.C., and like <laughs> we each got profiles of women who needed personal shoppers. <laughs> And here we are 20 years later and I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. That's so funny. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And it's so funny. It's funny what you said about like your husband. Cause when I think back when I came back to my husband, I was like, oh shit, I know what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Like how the fuck did you lo- get so off that path? You know, like right. even for him, he was like, oh my God, no wonder you've been so miserable for the last. Yeah. Time. I mean, my husband was like, you've literally not shut up about this for 10 years. Yeah. Like, just go do it. And so it was funny. I was like, okay, am I going to start my own company? Or am I going to get my PhD to research this stuff even more? And I'm like, what? No. Like, I don't need a doctorate. Like, I know what to do. I just need to do it. But I think I was just like, I had never seen a woman just do it. You know, like, it was always like, you know, I had internships in college. And I know I worked for one woman and like, Her husband made her have this company as like a side thing for when she had like little kids. Like she never wanted to do it. It was like, she was very talented, like incredibly talented. And he was really trying to push her, but like, it just wasn't in her heart, you know? So like, I never really saw her take it from like one level to the next. She just kind of stayed at this level and then just was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to be with my kids, which is totally cool. Like, nothing against that whatsoever um but like I tried being like a stay-at-home mom and like I cannot do that it is is, like too much work (laughs) it's so hard it's so much more work I'm like oh my god I just want to go like check my email (laughs) <laughs> yes yes so now it's like nice though because um like my toddler we had to take him out of school because he's not vaccinated yet and all that stuff and so like in the mornings I'm home with him and we will like be playing hot wheels and I'll be like checking my emails and responding and you know ordering supplies and stuff and then when my husband gets off his calls in the afternoon I go in and like we've made it work really really well and I think I'm just very fortunate that I have like a good group of women that work for me um, that, you know, like it it took some trial and error to get like (laughs) where we need to be. But um, I've had this group for several months now and they're just like, they're fantastic. So, and we've only been in this space since December. So it's all still fairly new, but I feel like I have a really good team. That's amazing. So before you get to the team, I'm curious, like I want to take it back a couple steps. Yeah. So you're driving and you're like, I know I'm just going to do this. And there's still got to be a shitload of fear that comes up for you, especially once the world started to shut down. How did you, like, what what tools were you using to, like, get to this space? Because I love what you just said about the other woman who was kind of, like, your only version of, like, how this actually works. is like she was talented, but she didn't have the passion. And now you have the talent and the passion. And that's where I think the magic happens. How did you, like... Before you got the team that you have now that supports you, like actually supports the business, was there like this behind the scene group of women that were of women that were um, supporting you like mentally of like, yes, you can do this. Were you journaling, meditating, <laughs> cussing, drinking? Like, what were you doing? Um, therapy and anti-anxiety medication are <laughs> 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 like my two favorite combinations. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I, my friends all thought I was batshit crazy. Like they all thought I was batshit crazy anyways, but like, 
they were like, we, we just don't understand. And like, I've had a lot of friendships kind of fizzle over the past year. Mm-hmm. Cause like, this is like a very intense thing. Like I put a lot into it and, um, it, it was hard. I did take like an accountability group. Um, I did like an accountability program. I want to say it was in January of 2020 with um, a woman named Sarah Noose. She's phenomenal. She started this like huge, um, her and her sisters started this huge dance franchise called Tippy Toes. And they're like all over the country. I think they're actually like have franchises in China now, but they started it like in college and even though like dance isn't, I mean, dance and fashion don't really align um, business like structure wise, her starting this like accountability thing where it's like, you say you're going to do something, do it, you know? And it's like, you had to, it was all color coded and like this uh, like weekly tasks and stuff. And then we would have like support calls and things. And it was like, it was really nice. Um, just kind of having someone, okay, well, if you ask someone to do something and they say no, at least you know now, you know, you know, it's not going to work out or, you know, they're not interested, but you're just going to stress about it if you don't ask. So that was really like my first step. And then it was just kind of, I don't know, like my husband and my family has just been, I mean, they've been everything throughout this. Um, I've met a lot of women like through Insta. I think it's a program that you did I think I know all of them (laughs) um and that we we've talked to you know I've gotten in contact with a woman who had um a background in like food um getting you know financing for food and stuff so like her helping me kind of figure out what to put in a business plan because I've never written a business plan like I never done anything like that so um women like that I've met on Instagram. I mean, and through Facebook, like that's, that was my support group. And I love love the accountability piece because I think that's really it. And I remember before I started my business, I fought being an entrepreneur every step of the way. Mm -hmm. One of my friends has started a local brewery and he was just like, I just did the one step. And then that next step got me to the next step. And I was just kind of waiting for it to fall apart and it never did. And I was like, Oh shit, I guess I'm doing this. That's the part (laughs) That people think is like you just know the plan, but you don't. You yeah, just keep no. showing up, keep showing up. Yeah, yeah. And I took, um, I did a training last fall. Um, it's called business class with the woman that started Nasty Gal, Sophia Amoruso. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's that. phenomenal. Like it's gotten a lot of press recently, and it it was really great. From like, okay, I have my business now. What do I do with it? Kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, I mean, clearly I, I believe in like educating the crap out of yourself, however you can. Um, and like, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't go back to get my PhD to learn this stuff. This, this way's a lot cheaper. <laughs> um, and I can see my kids more. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, reaching out and just, you know, it's like I've contacted people that I'm like, how do you do this? And like, I have no idea who they are. It's like, I hear their name on a podcast or something. I'm like, can you answer this Mm -hmm. question? And the entrepreneurial space, like they've been there. Yeah. So they get it. I mean, it's, it's so not common to just have like angel investors pop up, but that's all that you hear about. Yeah. Like that's, that's all you hear about or like these massive fundraising campaigns in tech. And like, that's not what I'm doing. Like I just need some freaking sewing machines. So I just need your advice for one second. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, where did you find this, please? <laughs> That's so funny. It so, just made but, me think of something my husband always says, and I think you'll think this is funny, is he used to always say he was never scared to ask a girl for her phone number. Because he's like, well, I didn't have it when I came to the club. So if I left without it, what was the difference? <laughs> I was like, really, dude? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So I think about that sometimes when I'm scared, though. Like if I'm scared to do something, I'm like, well, I didn't have this opportunity before. So if I ask for it and I get it, then I'm one step, you know, ahead, but I'm not ever going to go back. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that um, I don't even remember who recommended it to me. Oh, God. I don't, someone I met on Instagram, I'm sure, um, <laughs> recommended that. I know that's like some stranger in cyberspace. Um, recommended that I get an advisory committee that I meet with like quarterly. And it's like, you know, okay, tech wise, um, I have like a professor who is um, really into like fashion uh, technology innovation. So, like, mm-hmm. she'll tell me what's coming up. So, I don't need to spend all my time doing that. Um, someone else that specializes in sustainability, um, someone that specializes in community service. And like, it's all, you know, like it's non-paid, just like volunteer, but they get together with me and then like, I can help them um, that. however possible to just kind of help each other out. And I think it's, it's really important to just build your own community. Yeah. I mean, Communities, everything, everything. And it's just, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Without the support. Yeah. Like, I agree with what you're so. saying. Like, without my husband, I literally, I mean, he edits the podcast. So I literally wouldn't even be here talking to you. Um, and it's great to have those inside people. But it's so, I think, important to have those, uh, like you said, those strangers in cyberspace. Because they don't have any attachment to your outcome. Like, emotionally, right. financially. Right. So like if you right. build a relationship, it's just like, here, this is just what I know. And it's so easy. Yeah. Shit, it's thundering here now. <laughs> it's so easy to just be like, oh, I can have this resource and I can do this and I can learn and I can learn. And this person's not going to like, uh, doesn't have a financial yeah. like outcome or emotional attachment to what I'm doing. Right. And that's why it's really hard. Like I was talking to somebody earlier, like I'm learning how to describe my business, not as a business owner, because like, I'm so, I mean, my name is literally in the name of the business. (laughs) So it's like, of course I'm emotionally attached to like everything that we put out there, but it's like, I need to be able to talk about it in a different way, like slightly disconnected. Um, so that more people can just like relate to what I'm doing and understand what I'm doing. So that's really hard to do. I've noticed, but talking to strangers makes it a lot easier. It's like, okay, well, how would you describe this? Yes. And so it's like, I take little bits and pieces from what people say and just kind of like keep it on the back burner. So that's been one of my biggest ahas is like, every time someone's like, what do you do? And I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What do I do? <laughs> and then like, you have to answer it so many times. Um, and you're like, okay, that's what I do. And I think another one that gets me, is like, what do you want? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just tell everyone world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I drop. 
I I'm like that's, that's my standard. <laughs> like I want to fix everything through clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ugh. Now yeah. you're speaking my love language. <laughs> so let's talk about clothes. Fuck business. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part about design? Like I know we're totally geeking out on fashion history. And yeah, I'm assuming like for you, it's probably the same thing for me. Is like there's so much freaking psychology that comes yes. through it. Yeah. Um on so many freaking different levels. And yeah. it's funny that you mentioned therapy because so many people are like, I feel like you're my therapist. And you know how people always have that joke about your hairstylist is your therapist? I was like, right. no, your personal stylist is your therapist. Yes. 1,000%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I know it's funny. It's like, because I taught fashion history for so long, it's like whatever these, you know, clothes come back. I just put my hair tight. Can you stop messing with it? Um, <laughs> I'm a fidgeter. Um, but whenever you can cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keeping it now. <laughs> but because I taught fashion history for so long, it's like, I worry. I don't worry, but like, I'm very aware of like the symbolism, right? Mm -hmm. So like Doc Martens, like I freaking love Doc Martens. Like I 1000% was like, full force into like 90s grunge era like I freaking love it so I'm like thrilled that the 90s are coming back and I just bought myself like a new pair of Doc Martens and I was like oh man are people gonna know where these originated like are they gonna know like what subcultures adapted it and then like how it ended up here um my husband's just like looking at me and he's like why did you buy the shoes I was like because we were at a concert and the rock star's wife was wearing them and they were really fucking cute and I needed some new boots and he's like okay so that's what you can tell people you don't need to worry that like skinheads were wearing it in like the late 50s and 60s you know like it's a, a totally different it's just totally different like how I love seeing how clothing is adapted throughout time I, th I think it's so interesting like different I, I like I love subculture and like just seeing how people base their identity on like what they're wearing yes. I think is super interesting and so like I'm always aware of that and it's funny. It's like, I'm just like a t-shirt and jeans. Like that's like my staple, but like when I'm trying, it's like a certain cut t-shirt and like a certain cut jean and something just a little bit like slightly edgy. Uh, but like, I also live like super suburbia. Like, so when I'm wearing like all black, like just like <laughs> people are like, why do you only wear black? I'm like, cause pink makes everyone else happy, but it makes me really sad. Like I can't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I'm just like super aware of stuff like and I remember my daughter like she's she loves fashion she loves it she's like nine and a half and she's getting to that age where it's like what she like how she dresses is super important to her so like this morning at like 6 10 she's like mom mom is my outfit cute mom wake up is my outfit cute <laughs> like girl I'm sleeping like I'll tell you later if it's cute or not but I just think it's really interesting like how people just I don't know they portray themselves better like when they're feeling good about what they're wearing yes they look it's like they act completely different so like I know for me like I've done a lot of public speaking and um you know, like I go to a lot of networking events and stuff. And like, I know for me to feel super comfortable, I need to be wearing my boots. Like I feel really good 
I feel super dumb when I'm wearing like heels. <laughs> I'm not a heel person at all. I always look like I'm going to tip over because I'm no balance. But like, if I'm wearing a good pair of boots, I feel really, really confident and like kind of stable and just, I don't know. I just feel good. So I like, that's like my closet is just all boots. Oh, my heart is like busting out of my chest right now. <laughs> are lighting me up because that's everything I believe in into my core. And that's why, like, so when I was in college was when 9-11 happened. um, And I remember, I just had the chills. I remember, and so, and if I think back to this, this is so wild. So it's 2001. And my teacher was like, I guess, Zooming. I don't think Zoom existed, but like teleconferencing from New York because she couldn't fly out of New York down to Richmond, Virginia. And um, we were doing it that way, which was super, you know, forward back in 2001. (laughs) And she said to us, I'll never forget. She said, watch how people start to dress. When big events like this happen, like it's, we dress for how we want to feel, even if we don't think we do. We totally do as a culture, as society, whatever. And she's like, watch how people are going to dress. She was like, we are going to start dressing. Well, the thing that really came out was denim because denim is quote unquote, the fabric of America. Yeah. And she's like, when you see this, um, the Patriot feeling come back, like you're going to see jeans and like really timeless looks and feels that people identify with as like America. And my mind was just blown. That would never forget. That was a moment where I was like, oh my God, clothes are so much bigger than just like a being killed. <laughs> They're so important. Like my mom is a family historian and she'll get pictures of me and like nobody knows the date, right? But it's like portraits oh. of women and she'll send them to me. She's like, can you date this for me? Oh and my just God, by that. what they're wearing, knowing where they are in the world, like, kind of knowing a little bit about their socioeconomic status. It's like, I can tell if they're at the beginning of a trend or at the end of a trend. And it's like, you can find out so much information about what, about a person based off what they're wearing. Oh my God. And I just think it's interesting. And it's like, I'll watch headlines. Like I do that too. Like during, you know, economic Oh, challenging times, like the hemlines get a lot shorter. Right. So it's like watching all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, how's the economy going? No. <laughs> you just look at clothes and you can tell so much um but yeah like I think it's super interesting um amazing but let's talk about that why do headlines yeah. get shorter like when things are more challenging so there's um so like traditionally like back in like world war ii times you know they had to like ration fabrics mm-hmm. um so that things were available for troops and I think that's kind of where it all started is like during wartime to make sure troops had like their uniforms and their tents and you know they weren't able to wear um nylon stockings because they needed the nylons for parachutes and things like that so i think just during like economic difficulty like a lot of that is just associated with wartime that people just started getting more frugal and um more aware of the materials that they're using like when it's funny when the economy isn't doing well smaller businesses tend to do better because people want to be spending more money on higher quality items that are going to last them a lot longer because they don't know when they're going to have money again to spend on clothes. So it's really interesting, like how much all of this stuff, like politics and all these things like tie in 
to clothing. So, so, so true. That's why I kept telling everybody, like, watch out for yellow. Because once Amanda wore that yellow at the inauguration, like, you're not going to see it that spring because we were way too close. But spring 2020. Right, right. I mean, and did you see it's like the top color for 2022? Like, we've been trying. I've had yellow on my mood board for 2022 for so freaking long. And now I'm like, damn it, I can't get it from any of the suppliers. (laughs) Because, you know, like, it's just going too quick. So... Yeah. And it's so funny because then, and that's why, like, when I first started this, and people, it, and I get both where people are like clowns, really. And I'm like, oh my God, they're so much more important than you think. Yeah. And it yeah. starts with your clothes, and then your home decor follows that because then yep. you want your space around you to reflect right. how you want to feel. And it's so funny because that's where my career was, was in oh, home okay. decor. And like, towards the end of that, I was leaning into that piece of it because that is my passion so it was like all about yeah. home decor trends and colors and all of that and I was like oh my god and I don't know again why it took me so long to come back to myself <laughs> <laughs> but it just did and that's the part I love is like it's the freaking psychology behind it um yeah and tell me am I making this up when you're talking about the wartime isn't that uh how that tr- trend started with the um pantyhose that had the line on the back yes. women started yeah. using their eyeliner yep down the back of their legs and red lipstick because women had to boost morale with red lipstick. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, all that stuff comes into play. I think consumer psychology and all that stuff. I just think it's absolutely fascinating. It's so fascinating. Um, And like, that's so like, we have a really broad size range. Like our um, clothing goes from extra small to six X. So, you know, it's like, 100% I hope people can like find something to wear and I've had some customers that it's like they're just kind of right on the edge so it's like I'll adjust a pattern to make it fit them because if they're able to you know most our clothing is like you can wear it like every day like I mean I'm wearing this right now and I'm definitely not going outside because the weather sucks right now but um just like knowing that you have something that fits you really well that will last while you're like adventuring or like just going outside and being with your friends. Like it makes that experience so much more enjoyable and memorable. You know, like I've always, I've always been an outdoorsy person and I can tell you more times that I just, you know, like pull up my short hem and like just not comfortable in my shirt or I'm like wearing cotton and just want to like die because it's 10,000 degrees outside in Texas and I'm just like covered in sweat and like just the psychology and just knowing going into it that like whatever you're wearing is going to serve its purpose really well like you you don't have to worry about it so people just feel more confident in like doing different things yeah Uh, so you can focus on the hike and doing right showing up right you can focus on like what you're doing so my daughter's name is Amelia and it's funny because my husband tells everyone that she's named after Amelia Earhart, which like, that could be why he wanted the name, but like, <laughs> I wanted her to be named Amelia because of Amelia Bloomer, who's oh. a suffragette who like popularized like the Bloomer pants, right? Like they're called Bloomer. They're a traditional like harem pant, but, um, and just because like women need to be okay with experimenting on like, what's going to work for them. Oh my God. You were because like, just because something, like, just because something is labeled as menswear, like, why would it not work for you? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, why are you so afraid of like branching out from your little bubble or like what society has told you you have to wear 
like if that's not going to serve you. So Uh, I think all that stuff is really cool. Like watching how people have adapted, you know, like after world war two, like women started wearing like cardigans that were um, sold in like army, like surplus stores, you know? And like now like a little cardigan is like such like a, it's like a wardrobe staple. Oh yeah. Especially as we're heading to fall. Right. (laughs) Favorite season. (laughs) So I just think it's really, I don't know. I just think it's really cool. Like how people just get like fed up and they're like, screw it. Like, I don't care if this is what it was intended for. Like it's actually working a lot better for this. So this is what I'm going to do with it. I love it. It's like, you're reclaiming it. And like when you were talking earlier about like the combat boots, it's like you're reclaiming it for something better. And I really love that, especially like being a woman. Right. It's like, and you can do this with language too, but my love isn't words. I mean, not that it's not, <laughs> but my love is clothes. It's like, let's reclaim yeah. it and then make it what we want it to be. And I just yeah. think that's the part that just like, oh, gets me all like excited inside. But I want you to, yeah. if you're up for it, can you pick like a trend that's coming back and tell me your take on the psychology behind it? And like, if you could just do this for me every day through my dance. <laughs> That would be amazing. So the 90s are definitely back, like, yes. 100% full force. And, like, I, my, so, like, I really love the whole grunge era, but I really love the hip-hop streetwear. <laughs> like, I see hoop earrings getting bigger, and I'm just like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, yes. this is awesome. And I think it's, um, it's a very much, like, I don't know, it's kind of like this, Hip hop is more like a youthful segment of the population in like the nineties that like, you know, all these up and coming hip hop artists, Mm -hmm. you know, like they were creating this style to um, create an identity. So like they can be recognized when they're like out there, like (laughs) making magic. And I think it's just like, people just kind of want to take a step back, you know, it's like, you don't have to, I like, thank God these like power suits aren't coming back, you know, like it's, you know, 20 year olds wearing like these power suits, like totally putting on this, this like projecting that they know everything. And I don't know. I just think it's like taking a step back to the nineties. is just kind of people taking a step back in life. If that makes any sense at all, like they just don't feel like they need to dominate everything. They just feel like, you know, like I need to focus on myself and focus on my identity and really like figure out what I'm about. Well, I think for me, no, to me it does. So my interpretation of it is, is I'm a huge, huge hip hop fan. Like Uh I, And, like, that just, like, my whole identity. Like, I, I know I love, like, the 70s, and sometimes it's like, oh, it'd be so cool. But I yeah. love hip-hop. Like, in my core, love it, love it. And I think what, when I think of hip-hop and when I think about what you were just saying is, like, there was so much authenticity that was yes. born out of that. Yeah. And the special yeah. part about the 90s for me of there was a pre- like cell phones and computers in my house. And then there's a post moment. And that moment was in high school. So I knew who I was before it. And I know who I was after it. Right. And for me, that's what like hip hop kind of represented was like, yeah, this like, ah, I don't know. It was just like this raw, there was so much emotion because of what it was birthed out of. Well, And it was a lot of like, questioning what fashion was telling us like Dapper Dan, like taking all these logos and making like, freaking phenomenal suits that were only seen 
like on hip hop artists. And it's like, okay, like, is that really like a Louis Vuitton, you know, suit or is it like taking this logo and like making a statement with it? Yeah. And I think like people just get sick of being told of what to do all the time. (laughs) And so I think, yeah, authenticity and like really questioning, like, you know, are you really what this image that you're like putting out there? Is that really you? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think it's super interesting. And I think it's kind of vulnerable too. Like if I think yeah. about it, like the things that they were talking about and just like the culture. And mm-hmm. so I think it's everything that everybody probably needs back in their life right now. Like oh, on- 1000%. Yeah. And oh, I feel level. Yeah. I feel like 2020, God, it was just such like a shit year, but I just feel like it's really made people question a lot mm-hmm. and just kind of rethink their priorities and rethink like, okay, like, do I really want to be going to this job that I'm like killing myself at that I don't see my kids just so like we can have like a nice car to drive around in, you know? It's like, is that really what I want? Or am I happier like just being with my kids and figuring it out as I go? Yeah. Just figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Which is still fucking scary. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I have one trend for you I'd love to know because this is one, well, yes. that I was never into when I was younger. So 90s completely resonates with me because of what I lived through it. And then now it's coming back. Uh-huh. And I like that because I feel like I'm coming back to myself, like with the style and stuff. So it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but... I just bought myself a crochet dress. <laughs> Shut up. I love it. And I've never owned anything crochet in my life. Um, So there's also this like 70s vibe that's coming with the 90s vibe. And to me, tell me what you think. But to me, I think the 90s is here are all the fucking things that are wrong. And the 70s are kind of trying to smooth it over. So you kind of got both at the same time. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Um, and I remember like early 2000s, like there started to be kind of like this 70s kind of era. Like, you know, I feel like the 70s always pop in when we need them. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, because it's just like this whole vibe that it's just like kind of chill and just like it's cool people like just, you know, relax and more like homemade. Like I'm, I'm trying to understand TikTok. Yeah, um, but like as a what what am I called now a geriatric millennial <laughs> it is not going very well uh, but like I've found my way to like knitting and crochet TikTok and I'm just like oh man it's just so soothing to like make something with your hands and I think it's just like just taking another step back you know because mm-hmm. I feel like the the 80s were all just like hardcore and like the early 90s you know like clueless just like still just really I don't know, just go, 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 go with your career. You know, and I always money think was flowing and nobody. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like excessive consumption, like yes. as far as I could be. And then it's like these trends come in that's just like, wait a minute, like we need to find ourselves again, you know? And I kind of feel like we've been like that for the past couple of years. It's just been like, go, 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 go. And then like this whole pandemic, it's like, wait a minute, like we need to take a step back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about the crochet, though, because I don't know much about it because I I used to not be a fan. Not that I wasn't a fan of it, but 
I don't know. I just never got into it at that point. Um, I am like really good at crocheting a circle and that's about it. So like if you <laughs> have a hat holder, I'm your girl. <laughs> but beyond that. Um, um, but it's just like, so crocheting and knitting like are traditionally women's crafts, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes a lot with like, um, there's a lot of like women empowerment now, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the past few years have been all about that. And I feel like that's a way of working it into, um, what's the word like mainstream fashion. Yeah, It's just kind of like this traditionalist craft that was just kind of like made to like, you know, women were just serving a purpose at home or whatever. And now it's just like this beautiful thing that people are like going out and spending money on. Like that's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit more expensive, but it looked so good. And yeah, I mean, oh God, I freaking love crochet. I haven't tried it on yet. So let, now that we've a <laughs> podcast episode about sure it, beautiful. <laughs> so let's hope that it fits. Um, <laughs> but before like we move any further, I did want to touch on like what you were talking about, about like your, the quality of clothes, but, yeah. and I wanted to say like the quality of the clothes that you guys are making at your micro factory, you and your team mm-hmm. are amazing. I did order one of the bleach crop tops and I have literally lived in it probably since <laughs> I got it. Um, I just haven't taken a picture of it for the gram, but yeah. maybe I'll release it with this episode. Um, <laughs> and it's so fucking comfortable. And that was literally yeah. one of the first things I thought, like when I put it on, I was like, this doesn't feel like my target t-shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> no, um, it definitely like, doesn't. So I'm a total fabric snob. Like oh, I so good. freaking like I'm so picky about what we put out there. And so like our t-shirts, um, what we're doing is we're phasing into where they're all bamboo blends. Oh, so amazing. bamboo is, you know, it's a more sustainable resource um even though like there's a lot of controversy over like bamboo is an invasive species so you know it's not great to farm everywhere but um it's like a really it's a really solid choice it's really durable it's like odor resistant so you can wear your shirt for like four days and you won't yeah yeah i basically did (laughs) which is nice um but it just like it has this like weight to it yes where it's just like you just feel so good in it like it just feels so secure like I remember (laughs) once I went out to dinner with my husband this is like years ago and I was like man like I was just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans I was like I feel like everyone's staring at me and he's like yeah it's because I can see right through your shirt freaking kidding me why didn't you tell me this like before we left the house he was like I thought you were making a fashion statement I was like not to look at a freaking taco I'm not (laughs) I love that he knew not to question you though (laughs) yeah so it's just I just want people to feel like really comfortable in it and then you know there's like different properties that make it really um ideal for wearing outside because cotton's like a really bad choice Um, but I just want people to feel confident in what we're wearing. And I just hate, hate, hate how companies put out subpar products to different groups of women. Like we, you know, we serve Missy sizes and we serve plus size. And a lot of companies are like, Oh, we have plus size. I'm like, yeah, but it's shit. You know, like Mm -hmm. my thighs, they talk like all day long and they're going to rub a hole right through this fabric in these pants. So I just feel like, to for our customers to really feel confident 
in what we're doing. Like I really try to educate on the fabrics that we're using and why we use them. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, I graded construction projects for years. So I'm like really picky about what comes off the assembly line. I love that so much. It's funny what you were just saying about your thighs, because even like at a size 10, which is not considered plus, my fucking thighs are rubbing in every pair of pants. Even some, like, even when I try to go more expensive sometimes, it is the fabric because they will rub together. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't cute. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, when, like I have some pants that like, they make a really weird sound when I'm walking yeah. because my thighs are rubbing together. I'm like, well, I don't want anybody to have this. I don't want like a whoosh, whoosh, like whenever <laughs> I'm walking, like trying to enjoy nature. I'm like, what kind of bird is that? Oh, it's my thigh. Um, so we like, we trail test everything and just like put stuff out there that we know people are just going to be really comfortable and confident in and they don't have to worry about it. So, cause I just feel like women's, women's clothing in the outdoor space is like, it's not a priority yeah. and they'll just, there's this phrase called pink it or, and shrink it, which is basically what they do. Mm. They'll take a men's like jacket mm-hmm. and they'll make it pink and then they'll make it smaller. And they'll say, here, females wear this. And I'm like, I have boobs. Like this is not going to zip over anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, isn't that really what they say in every industry? Yeah, and like what? What does it matter? But anyways, I won't so get on that soapbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, don't even, don't even. Well, I almost I forgot to ask you this, but like even in the beginning of your story, you were like, I was out hiking and I was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I think we were talking about like women entrepreneurs. It's so fucking important that we communicate with each other, even if it yeah. is on Instagram, and support each other because that's how the fucking world changes. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, um, you know, like, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that social media exists now, like, because I just feel, you know, there's a lot of problems that come along with it, but I feel like the support, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, we all live in these bubbles, whether we want to admit it or not, we live in a bubble. We live around people that are probably similar socioeconomically, similar backgrounds, things like that. And it's like, you know, it's so, it can get so homogeneous and it's just like, we need to really, I don't, I don't think I said that word right. But anyways, we need to like branch out and like get feedback from people from other parts of the world. Cause I'm just like, it, you know, like this is a big thing. And I like think about this idea and then I'm like, this is like, you know, like I was coming up with like a jacket design, which like, we're not releasing one for a while, but I was like, do I want pit sets? I think I want pit sets, but I don't know if I want pit sets. And then I'm like, this has like been weighing on me for weeks. So I like texted somebody that I met online in like Wisconsin. I was like, it's yes or no. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Like now I don't stress about that decision anymore, you know? And it's just, it's put me in contact with people that I would never be in contact with otherwise. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I love it. I love all these little communities that are forming and, um, it's, it's amazing. Just, yeah, it, it truly is. It truly is. That's why I like podcasting too, because I get to bring amazing yeah. people like you and then expose them to people that don't know you, or maybe they haven't even thought about like the power of clothes and fabric yeah. and how you can use them. And because my point of view on it is going to be different than your point of view on it, because we do right. different experiences. Right. Um, 
And we live in different bubbles. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it's, I mean, I listen to your podcast like religiously every week. And it's so funny. Like, I yeah. know I'll like text you. It's like, Katie, I'm wearing black. I know you said don't wear black, but I'm going to wear black. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but that's why I was like, if you really, really, really feel Yeah, it's like my black, power. It's like, I feel so good in it. Where it's yeah. like, it's funny. I had a job where I wore all black every day. And I got a lot of crap from my coworkers. I said, fine, I'll go shopping. And then the next week I show up and I'm wearing gray. Yeah. <laughs> I do like gray though. I was like, well, it is different than black, technically. technically. Like, if you know that black is your thing and you've identified that as your power thing, yeah. fine. But I do think a lot of people hide behind it because it's right. easy. And- yeah. And it's like, it's like what you were saying. Like, I tell myself I only want to wear black because I don't know how else to match other things or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so black is just like one of those colors. It can be the most powerful color or you yeah. can, it can be the most shrinking color. So it really just depends on you. Right. But someone like you that definitely fucking knows themselves knows <laughs> that it's just black. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, I could literally talk to you about fashion psychology every day, all day. And your daughter yeah. can DM me pictures of her outfits at six in the morning. <laughs> Because mine fights it, (laughs) mine fights it every step of the way, and literally only wears pajamas. And I was like, "You want to?" We were in Target last night waiting for a prescription, and like, so what else are you gonna do but go like let Target happen? Yeah, I was like, "You want to look at some new clothes?" I'm back to school, right? So I'm like, "Let's go shopping for some clothes." She's like, "I'm good." I was like, "Oh my god!" My daughter comes into the factory and she goes straight to the sample rack, and because she knows it's her size, and she pulls it. And I'm like, "Are you wearing a sample?" (laughs) Oh my god! She goes to school the other day. I'm like, "Dang it, girl! You like stuck that past me." Yeah. Oh my god! I need that in my life. (laughs) Um, Every time she does it, I was like, "It's okay, Katie. It's just not meant to be for you." (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask you before I let you go a couple more questions. So you talked a lot about mindset and about just like your, um, like, you know, driving home and like, I'm just going to fucking quit my job and start a business. Yeah. So for me, one of my biggest coping tools, um, well, other than podcasting has been books, like books. I don't know. They transport me out of my bubble. So what's your top three books and all books and or podcast that like give you life and keep you motivated, um, during those moments of, you know where you're like, ah, well, okay. So my biggest fear in being an entrepreneur, like I knew I couldn't do it all myself and I would have to hire people. I was terrified of being the boss. Like Mm -hmm. I was really worried. I was going to be a really bad boss because in the fashion industry, toxic bosses is just like, it just goes with it. (laughs) Devil wears Prada. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't, I just didn't want to do that. So, um, the, uh, probably my all time favorite book that I have read several times is let my people go surf by the founder of Patagonia and it's really interesting because it talks about like you know work doesn't have to be your life and uh, but I feel like this whole like hustle 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 like work 80 90 hours a week like it's just been so like accepted and um I just I don't know I don't know it's just so the norm inspiring just to to like hear someone who has one of the most successful companies ever um 
So um, Yvonne Schnard is like the owner of Patagonia and Patagonia is like obviously like one of the biggest outdoor companies in the world. And I just think it's really interesting how like their employees are just so happy doing the work that they do and just kind of seeing that he's prioritized the mental and physical well-being of his employees from the very beginning, like that's been, that's been like all I've wanted. Right. So, um, that's probably my top book. Um, man, I listen to a lot of podcasts, like a lot of podcasts. Um, one that like, I'm kind of see the name of it. Um, one that I'm really into right now <laughs> is um, My Mom So Hard. Do you <laughs> listen to them? My Mom So like, Hard? Yeah, My Mom So Hard. It is oh. so, so funny. Um, and it's like these two like comedians that are moms. Um, That's amazing. I love funny mom shit. Yeah. And it's like, they're really, you know, they have a podcast. They have like the stand-up show that they do. They're just like talking about normal, everything, everyday, like kid things. It makes me feel like not alone. And like, cause being a woman entrepreneur is really hard, but like being a mom at the same time is like a whole different level. So I say those are probably like my top two that I, I just, I go back to. I love that. So every, where can everybody find you, the company, the easiest place yeah. to learn more about you guys? So um, our website is automaticthreads.com and it's O-T-T-O-M-A-T-I-C. Um, we have a little email subscription thing and I've been getting better about um, you know, doing emails. Um, but I'm also like super, super active on Instagram. So, and it's just automatic underscore threads. Yes. And I love following you on Instagram, if nothing else, for the sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very um, self deprecating. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. I think. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for being on the pod today and sharing all your stories. And I love going deeper about the fashion psychology because I think there's so much there that can help people. And um, I saw a quote the other day that I meant to tell you, um, instead of therapy, it's therapy. Ooh, I like it. So we're going to make therapy a thing. Like whoever made all the other fucking things that we talk about a thing. You heard it here first. therapy is a thing. We're going to take it. I saw that yes. on the Fashion Psychology website or Insta. And like, we're going to just keep using that because you get your therapy, you can add your clothes and whatever else (laughs) makes you tick. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on the pod. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.